Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I, I get the privilege of serving as the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And I'm uh, privileged to uh, to use Zoom uh, video technology to uh, to reach out to a brother, a uh, journey brother down in New Bronzeville, Texas, uh, Jason Moody. So Jason, you thank you for being our guest today on the podcast. Well, thank you for asking me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, as I was telling you earlier, uh, the thing that people like to hear the most is just real life stories of what, what God does in, in a person's life, you know, and uh, Rocky tends to say uh, experience Trump's theory, right? So we can, we can have a lot of theology and a lot of precepts, but unless they really are doing something in our life and real, real life, um, then what are they? Right. And so, uh, uh, but, but you've gotten to see some major things happen. And so, so tell, uh, tell our audience a little bit about yourself, Jason, and, uh, how you came about joining a journey group. And then we'll talk about kind of where your life was before and what God did in your life. Okay. Um, I'm, I'll be 51 next month. Um, I moved about five years ago from Alabama um, out here to Texas uh, and just a restart, reboot, you know, my life and our lives and uh, my family's life. Um, and um, so we, uh, we were clipping along. I moved out here a couple of years before my wife. So she stayed back in Alabama. Um, tending to the house and the family and our, our daughters lived, lived out there and um, grandson. And, and so she had a good job and I, I'm a dreamer and I think she was just waiting to see if this really stuck, you know, um, this move. And, and, and I was determined uh, with me once I, once I set my chin, so to speak to something, I, I, I go for it. And if I fall, I fall forward. Um, and uh, so I was out here, and she was there, and, and a lot of uh, a lot of stress that makes in a marriage. We've been married uh, almost twenty nine years, and um, so she was there tending to all the stuff that was going on there, and I was out here alone. I say alone. I lived with my sister, but still I was alone and uh, I didn't have my, my mate with me and I finally just couldn't do it anymore. Depression and everything else just, I, I just couldn't deal with it with her being, us being separated. And uh, so we would meet throughout the, the, the few years that I was out here alone and halfway, you know, and I'd drive home sometimes, but I said, enough's enough. You're coming out here. And she came kicking and screaming and because um, she grew up there, you know, her whole life and she didn't know anything different. But I was, uh, got her out here and um, we started from scratch and, and I'm, uh, she wound up getting a, getting a good job and, and I wound up landing a decent job. And so that's, that's where we are now. Um, 
the stuff that was going on behind the scenes, uh, you know, as a man, we're brought up to provide and, and we're the providers, we're the caregivers, we're, you know, it's up to us to, to take care of our family. And, and we tend to lose the, 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 we can get the monetary stuff down good. You know, anything that we can put our hands to, we, we can, um, we can see something and, and we can do it. It's the emotional, the, the, um, spiritual side, which is challenging, especially if you lose track of, of your source of life, you know, who's God, uh, and everything gets overwhelming, life gets overwhelming. And, and so I was doing good on the monetary side, but I, I kind of left her abandoned emotionally. And about 15 years ago or so, maybe longer, um, we were, we went through something similar. Uh, my wife had a job and, and, and she was feeling down emotionally. She wasn't being, her needs weren't being met in that way. Uh, because I was so preoccupied in being the hunt, hunter gatherer, you know, uh, and thinking I was doing a good job and a wolf snuck in, um, and, uh, saw where uh where i was failing and and the enemy the enemy's been around a long time and he knows our 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 routines and and he knows our weaknesses and this her her boss at the time you know he said uh he said the right words and and she she kind of drew close to him nothing happened there was an emotional bond um but i realized it and so i i i remember walking out of the bedroom one day and and the holy spirit just yanked me back in and and stood me in front of the mirror you know so to speak because I, I, I prayed prior to that so prior to that i said lord whatever the issue is whatever the problem is i will do whatever it takes to fix it and um, he stood me in front of the mirror and he said, there's your problem, you know? Mm. And it wasn't my wife, it wasn't my kids, it was me. And from that point on, I uh, humbled myself, I submitted myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And through that, that, that the process of, of healing our marriage at that point, took about a year um, of me fasting, praying, continually lifting her up to the, to the throne and allowing God to put his hands to it um, and not taking it away. And, and so through that, the Lord gave me a motto, so to speak. Uh, he said, you are part of a fraternity. You're part of a fraternity of husbands and fathers. And your motto is to protect and to serve. Mm. And, and I, I, I sat down, I mean, it floored me. And so I started reading the scriptures and I think Ephesians, um, uh, I wish, I wish I could remember the scriptures, 
I have them on a t-shirt. <laughs> so, uh, uh, and so I took that and I ran with it and protecting and serving monetary is, is not as important as their emotions and, and, and protecting my wife, her emotions, her feelings, because they are more in touch with their emotions than, than men are generally. And protecting my my daughters by praying over them, by by instilling life into them, by leading them to the truth. Um, you know, and, and I and I started that again in, in my family. And and the Lord just miraculously moved in our life then. But and that, and that was 15 years ago. I would I would think so. I think about 15 years ago. Okay. But Jason is a stubborn person, <laughs> and uh, and so um, I get her out here. We'll, we'll fast forward to a few years ago. I get my wife out here, and and it's just we're empty nesters, and um, she was torn from her family. Let, let me skip back a little bit. My eldest, we made a stand some years ago on our beliefs and our convictions. My eldest daughter was seeing a, a, a man who's been married, was married like twice. And she was sleeping over at his house and all this. She was sneaking out of our home. And we found out, and she was maybe 18, 19 years old. And uh, we both prayed about it and we said, all right, we're gonna make a stand and say, you know, we brought you up differently. We brought you up in the way that, that God wanted us to. You're going to make a choice. And uh, I want you here at home, but you're going to abide by our rules. Either that or you move out. Well, my daughter is about as stubborn as I am. And she said, all right, I will, I'll call your bluff. And she moved out and moved in with this guy. Mm. And, um, well, her, Laura's, Laura's family, my wife's family didn't like that we did that. And they're believers. They didn't like that we did that. And they said, well, that's not love. And, um, they systematically cut her off from that, from that point to the time that she moved out here. And she hasn't been in contact really with them at all. And she has a twin sister who also cut her off. Hmm. And uh, so anyway, my, just to say, to say that my wife lost a lot of things in this and me, I still had my family and um, you know, they, they, they weren't, they didn't, they cared, but they, they, they stood by what, what we, we believe in and, and, and what we decided uh, her family on the other hand, didn't. And, and so she, Every, her world was taken away from her. I wasn't ready for that. I wasn't ready for to deal with those hurts and those wounds. And so I poured myself into my work, thinking that I was doing the right thing. Then along come last December, my youngest daughter came out of here. She was going through a divorce. And brought our grandson, and um, my she's the one that it told me 
about this other wolf that came in um, because I would give Pat answers to her. When she would try to open up to me, I would say, trust God, you know, let go of it and let God deal with it. For me, that works. You know, we're simple. I'm simple. Okay, let go of it and let God. I know how to do that. She didn't. And what I was telling her was kind of evasive to, to kind of, when I look back at it, not to shut her up, but say, just to say, well, this is the answer and that's it, black and white, either this or that. And women aren't that way. And, um, and in doing that, I turned her, turned her away to look somewhere else for her protection, for someone that understands, for someone that will, uh, um, what's the word, to, to give, give place for her emotions, to allow her to feel what she felt without condemnation or guilt. And this guy that came into her life, he was a counselor and he knew what to say. He knew what to do he was, and he was a predator. And he said the right words to her. He said everything that she needed to hear, that she needed to hear from me. And I was oblivious to it. And hence started this relationship. Mm. And then in December of last year, I found out about it. And need, you know those cartoons when you see someone walking around and all of a sudden a dark cloud comes over them and then a torrential thunderstorm? I, in, in the spirit, I would think that's what happened to me whenever, whenever you know, my daughters hold me. And, and let me back up just a second, Jason. So, um, okay. and you were in a journey group at this point, right? You you had started yes, in the sir. fall, and and tell just quickly how did you find out about the journey and all that, and where was, were you at that I, point? I was desperate. This is before I found out anything. I was desperate because we haven't found a church home since we've been out here, and and so there's really nobody that I have to fellowship. I, I'm the one guy that I had to fellowship with moved wound up moving to Florida. And, but I was, I was constantly in prayer of what I needed because I knew I was missing something. I knew I wasn't getting something right. And, and if I hang out with me, with myself too much, I, you know, I, I tend, you know, I have a lot of opinions. They're good ones, but I don't necessarily agree with all of them. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm my worst company, you know, sometimes. And so I was looking and searching and I just happened upon um, this, this thing called influencers. Hmm. And, I, and I said, okay, what is it? So I just started looking because I knew I wanted to, I, I needed something, something was missing in our lives. And, 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 um, and so I, I just happened upon it and I, I filled out the form on online and, and then Tom, Tom gives me a call and it's like, oh, wow. Okay. This is cool. And I said, heck, I'll try it. You know, I'll see, see how it goes. And, um, and it, it, at first there was so much, 
uh, interference trying to get this thing going in my life. You know, I'd get, I'd hear the enemy say, well, this is so elementary. You've been through this. You grew up in church. You were a baby and you, and you never left church. I mean, we were youth pastors at one point and, and I mean, and it was like, and I, and I just finally just said, you know, shut up, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this. And I said, there's, there's, we'll get through the first stuff. You know, it doesn't hurt to learn, especially if it's about God, no matter how elementary it may seem. And, 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 and so it, it, we were going good. And I was, we were, I was plugging along really good in this journey. And then I would probably say about a couple months into it is when, is when the enemy threw this at me. And, um, uh, and on top of it, our daughter, she's has health issues and cystic fibrosis. And, and, and she's going, she married an atheist. This is our youngest daughter. And she married an atheist. And, and it's like, oh man, you know, kill me now, God, you know, <laughs> let it be over. This would be, death would, death it would be so much better than this, than, mm-hmm. than having to deal with all this. And so thankfully, Tom and Chris and the group was there uh, for me. I mean, I felt their prayers. I, 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 they, they checked in on me and, and they, they were closer than any friend I ever, you know, really ever had, except, you know, save for the one that moved to Florida. And, um, and, and they stayed with me and I, and I finally had to bow out because I, I mean, obviously for, for, reasons you know because of my marriage was failing and 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 i I had to focus on that and um and they were very encouraging and very supportive tom and 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 chris and um uh they I'm, i'm thankful to god that they were there and uh i just uh and and I had to stop the journey, and and I've picked it back up again now, and I'm I'm starting it over. But um, but I think because of my submission, because I, I've got to be beaten the head a few times, till I till I say, oh, I'm going the wrong way. <laughs> you know, Dad would always tell me whenever they get a horse, a stubborn mule, they take a two by four and whack it as hard as they can between the eyes. You know, and, and that thing would stumble them, but they'd straighten up. And, and I, I'm, I'm probably a mule. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but uh, but uh, thankfully, thankfully, those guys were there. And, and, um, and especially when the day that I found out that, that this affair was going on, I mean, I had by rights... I could have said, all right, we're done. And I entertained that thought. But I also looked at the 28 years, 29 years of marriage and everything that we've been through. And and I remember years ago, one of the guys I worked with, his wife had an affair on him. And the Holy Spirit gave me, I didn't know what to say because, you know, that's, 
you know, that's not going to happen to me. That will never happen to me. But the Holy Spirit gave me the words to say, because he was, he was a believer and he was really struggling and he just didn't know really what to do. And just out of my mouth came, I came to him and I said, man, how many times have we been unfaithful to the Lord and he's taken us back? Mm. And it just stopped him and it stopped me in my tracks. And it's like, where did that come from? You know? And so all these things in a matter of a day or two just came rushing back to me. And, and the Lord was saying, you know, if you let me, I will, I will get the glory and, and I will restore I'll restore your marriage because God is a God of restoration. God doesn't, he doesn't give up. And the day that my wife knew that I knew and she got home before I did that day. And I, I prayed all day long. And knowing that I was going to have to come home, I didn't want to come home. I wanted to avoid it like the plague, turn around and go, go to Canada, just keep driving until my, you know, until I had to stop. But I, I came home and before I walked in the door, I said, Father, Jason needs to stay out here and you've got to go in. And I grabbed on I grabbed hold of the horns of the altar. I grabbed hold of his feet. And I said, I can't, I can't do this. And uh, he nudged me on in. My wife was sitting out on the balcony and, uh, and I walked out there and she was looking as beautiful as ever. And I looked at her, I pulled a chair in front of her and I, and I just looked at her and she looked at me. I had no idea what I was going to say. And out of my mouth came, I, I said, Laura, do you love me? And she started crying and she said, yes. And I said it again. And then I said it a third time. And I said, okay. We're going to start over. And what came to mind after that was when Christ was sitting at the fire, when Peter came up to him. And he asked him three times because Peter denied him three times. And he wanted to make sure that Peter knew where he stood with him. Jesus didn't hold his past sin over his head. He knew Peter repented. He knew he felt awful. 
And so Jesus took him from that point and said, okay, let's move on. Let's get through this. Let's get over this and let's move on because he's called you. He's called him to something bigger. And I looked at my wife and I knew that what she did wasn't her. And I knew that she was repent, was penitent. And, and I knew that I could not throw stones because my unfaithfulness to God throughout my life far outweighed what she did. Mm. My lack of taking care of her, of way God commissioned me as a husband. When I said, I do, those words are cheap nowadays. Commitment is cheap nowadays. People don't know what a commitment is. And I knew that whether or not, I didn't know what was going to come out of her mouth. I was, I was, I was afraid. I was thinking, I'm, she was going to, you know, I had no idea if she was going to say, I'm done with you, you know, or, or what. But I knew that though he slays me, I will still follow and I will be obedient. And in the, in the end, there's so many things that I pray God forgets, <laughs> but in the end, I don't want him to say, you could have did that. You've could have, you could have done this in this situation and not do it. I wanted to have a conscience clear before him. And I knew that he was big enough to heal this. And at that point, after I asked her those questions, we moved on. There were still hurt. Every, every day I'm faced with little darts from the enemy. You know, I wonder if they went here. I wonder if she did this. I wonder if she did that. Early on, it was very gut-wrenching those thoughts of, you know, I wouldn't be a normal human being or a normal man if I didn't have thoughts of, you know, what, what, what did they do that I didn't do? Or what did she do? Where, you know, questions and, and, and curiosities. But the other day a thought came to my mind and it's like, I, I told the Amy, I said, man, this is getting old. This is getting really old. And I think those thoughts have lost its power. And there's a healing inside of me that is happening. I was des I, I was hurt. I was my my world was torn apart. And for me to act all stoic and say nothing happened, I'd be lying. But I do know that God is restoring me, restoring us, because it wasn't just her, it was me. I, I, I failed it. I failed it. What I promised him in front of my family and her family that I would do the day I married her. I failed at that. And 
the enemy, like I said, he's been around a long time and he knows our weakness and he knows my wife's weakness. It, it wasn't necessarily that he was better all around. It's that he said what she needed to hear. And I think I said that before. And what she needed to hear, she needed to hear from me. And I was not available. And now there's tears. There's tears. And, and, and I love the love for her that I have right now. I could barely keep in my chest. And she was, we were driving around the other day and, 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 uh, I would, I bought her something. I forget what it was, something small. And she said, I didn't ask you to do that. And I said, I know you didn't. I said, I do it because I love you. I said, I do all these little things because I love you. And she just reached over in my truck and grabbed my hand and squeezed it. And she just started crying. And I, I had to stop myself from crying because we were driving and we would erect. But, um, and I realized that Christ does the same thing with us. We don't deserve anything. We don't deserve, we, we deserve worse than what we get. Mm -hmm. But because he loves us, he's deemed us worthy of his blessings. There's nothing deserving but he's deemed us worthy. And because he loves us, he bestows blessings on us. And because he loves us, he hits us in the middle of the face with a two by four and say, you're going the wrong way. Maybe not to that extreme, but maybe for me, that's my experience. Anyway. <laughs> but, but I, I, I look at her as, and I love her as Christ loves the church. Thank God he doesn't hold our stupidity against us. Thanks, thank God he doesn't hold our, 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 our failures against us. And thank God we have the Holy Spirit to convict us to repentance. Not guilt, not shame, but conviction that leads to repentance and We we found a uh, I found a little website and it's a from a, a minister here in Texas and it's called Praying for Her and he also has a praying for him as for our husbands and wives and it's every day you get a prayer in your email of little prayers a little devotional and a little prayer that you can send and pray over your wife. And I started sending that to her. And it, and if I forget, she will remind me, you know. And then I found out that he had a praying for him, for the wives. And so I added her email and, and she got it in her email. And every day, without fail, she sends those prayers to me. And in 29 years... That's sadly to say, 
that's really the first time that we both prayed for each other. Mm. And I see God working in her life so much these past months. She cries a lot. I think that's understandable. But her focus is on God. She's buy these, these, bought these T-shirts with scriptures on them. And it's like, I'm, I'm sitting back and just quietly just thinking, God, you're amazing. Your restoration is far better than the original. And so my story is about forgiveness, what it really is. My story is about trusting God and believing him, what he says he's going to do, he's going to do, and he's far better than our rationale. And I just pretty much let go of it because I screw things up and allow him to deal, allow him to move, allow him to form both of us. And, and another thing he told me, and this just came to mind. He said, when Laura and I were going through it, he said, she was mine before she was yours. Mm. And he said, I know how to deal with her better than you do. Mm. And as a man, if we can, if we take our hands off things, we don't think it's going to work because we got to control it. Right. And Every day I would take in her, take her in my mind, lift her up and leave her at the throne, leave her at the feet. I'd leave my children at the feet of God. And, I, and it takes a lot, but I leave them there. I don't pick them back up. And why it's so hard for us to trust God to do what he says he's going to do. I guess that's human nature. I don't know. Mm. But once we allow him and once we abandon ourselves, once we surrender ourselves and take him fully at his word, I mean, once we do that, we're going to see him work in, the li in our lives and how we, how we've longed for him to hmm. i'm not perfect i still fall i still i'm still a man i, I i'm still stubborn i'm still jason but i know that god is making me and molding me and fixing me to be the vessel that i need to be to pour out to pour him out the way that jason can you know, with a with a Jason filter, I guess. I don't know what you call it, how, how else to explain it, but. Mm. Well, I I think it's a, a beautiful story, Jason, and I I love. I didn't realize the part that you just found influencers online. You know, like God God put you in a journey group. You know, yeah. nobody recruited you. No. God just put you in a journey group to save your marriage, perhaps. Um, yeah, and and that's amazing. <laughs> It, it is. It's, it's, uh, when, when I, I look back 
this far down the road and I look back, it's like he was orchestrating everything. I mean, it's who'd have thunk that that technology would bring people close, you know, who who'd have thunk that I found brothers all over, you know, Arkansas and, and wherever else they are that I can I can fellowship with and talk to. It's a, um, you know, I was headed, like I said, I was hesitant at first and there were so many, so many reasons that I would come up with not to log on on Thursdays, (laughs) you know, and, and, and it's like, I already know this. And I read some of the material and said, I already know this. I, I, I'll, I'll catch up the next time, but it never failed. Every time I logged on, I got blessed. And and it was just a, uh, God God saw down the road and he saw, like you said, I needed it. Yeah. My wife needed it. And, and um, yeah. So <laughs> well, I, I appreciate you sharing your story. Our, our time is up pretty much, Jason, oh, but, uh, but it goes by quick uh, on these things. Yeah, but, it does. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, it's good. I, I think uh, I love your transparency and I thank you for just sharing your pain and your, you know, and your vulnerability there because uh, that's real stuff, you know, and I've led a lot of journey groups and there's a lot of life that happens in these journey groups. And I, I often think, um, obviously, that God knew somebody was going to be going through something. So he put him in that particular journey group in that right. season because he, you know, now part of it is the devil you know, all hell breaks loose when you try to start growing intimate with Christ. That yeah. that happens too. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. But but what a beautiful story. And and you know, I'm going to be praying for you and and Laura. Um, I, I, there's a lot of marriages I'm praying for because man, marriages is one of the biggest attack areas of all the journey groups I've led. That's the devil's trying to steal, kill, and destroy marriages more than anything I've seen. Because if the marriage breaks down, it it tears down the family. Um, so I'm going to add you and Laura to my list of prayers, uh, for marriages. So, uh, but, and I pray other people will uh, join me in that, but uh, we'll get Laura into a virtual women's group one of these days here soon. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's a hard nut. She, she's, she's very, she's, she's very closed. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Sure. Oh yeah. Well, in God's timing and God's time, he'll, he'll, exactly. if he, if he recruits her, he's the, he's better than we are. So, Amen. <laughs> well, cool. All right. Well, thank you, Jason. Appreciate your time. Um, well, this has been the influencers network podcast and uh, uh, you can go to our website, influencers.org and look at uh, some of our other broadcasts. We've had a lot of interviews with people from around the country, including our founder, Rocky Fleming, a lot of interviews with Rocky and all that. So anything, any, I just want to encourage all of you out there to uh, this should, this should fire you up even more to, to get friends that you know and, and others that live in cities. Now there's no nothing stopping somebody from getting into a journey group because because of these virtual groups, we can have people from anywhere in the country. And there's still new groups forming this fall as well. So if you know somebody who uh, needs to get into a journey group, just put them in contact with me, uh, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director, bcraig at influencers.org. And I'll, I'll try to make sure that they get into a, some sort of a group. So men, women, or couples. So... Anyway, uh, again, I'm Brian Craig. Uh, I've been your host today, and I'm going to keep encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you.
abide with me.